Today we have a, a great man of God, an anointed speaker. Uh, why don't we welcome uh, Pastor Stephen Narayan to the stage as he comes to share the word this morning. Thank you, church. We thank you for your amazing grace, God, that is bestowed upon our lives. And this morning, Father, I pray that uh, by your spirit, Lord, that you move upon our lives. God, you have already moved upon our lives through worship. But this morning, Father, I pray, Father, that through your word, Lord God, Father, that it wouldn't be just uh, um, words of man, but your word, God, that will penetrate to our hearts, mind and soul this morning. Father, that will, that will take us to the purpose that you have called each and every one of us uh, in the name of Jesus. Father, let your anointing flow in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't we give Jesus a praise this morning? I put our hands together for Jesus. Because he deserves, he deserves all of our praise. You may be seated, church. We are blessed this morning because God is here. Amen. We're here because Jesus is here. He loves us. And um, I'm blessed. My name is Stephen, as you, most of you know. And I'm blessed because we've got three Stevens here. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I throw that in. This morning I want to speak on the reversal. As we know that uh, we've been through pandemic. But it doesn't really need only pandemic for us to go through in life, the trials in our life, the situations that we confront every day of our life or, or um, you know, in a weekly term or a, week, or, or, or a daily term. So this morning, I want to share on great revival that, um, that whatever we go through in life, God turns it around for us. In saying that, what I want to say is, no matter what you go through in life, God never leaves you or forsakes you. He is with you at all times. Uh, I'm going to read a story on a mom who's, who's written this story. And um, uh, this story I've come across. It says, Mom, you need to take me to hospital. My 16-year-old son had just walked in the kitchen. He usually walks in quiet and hungry. But this night, his escalating voice and sharp cries of pain told me something was very wrong. He was holding back, his, he was holding his back and said he had felt a sudden sharp pain that got worse and worse as he drove home. When his grown boy is becoming nearly incapacitated, from pain before your eyes, you know that the hospital admission is not an exaggeration. Because you know there's something wrong. It says, I grabbed coats and car keys, this mom says, and drove to emergency, each turn and bump causing Seth, his name was, to grimace in pain. By the time we arrived, he needed a wheelchair. He underwent an MRI which revealed the cause of a tumor that has been slowly growing for years and entangling itself around the nerves at the base of his spine. And as excruciating as it was, that pain 
was a mercy. If that pain did not take place, they wouldn't have known there was a problem. As cruel as this situation is, if there wasn't that pain, the giant or the, the, the works of the evil would have been growing inside him. And sometimes in our life, when we hit something, there's things in our life that God wants to work on and, and make us feel better. It looks like a disaster when we go through trials. When trouble comes, nobody likes trouble. How many of you like trouble here? <laughs> you trouble. No. <laughs> nobody likes trouble. It is in pain that our faith is forged more deeply and in pain that we can see the anchor who holds our life. I believe it's admin for us believers to know who holds our life and who leads our life, who guides our life and who is our navigation. Bible, the word of God that directs our path. I remember, because we're all humans, I remember in 2017, just about four years ago, almost, in the month of May that, that I found I had tumor, uh, not tumor, sorry, hernia, hernia. I was talking about tumor, so it came up anyway, but hernia. And then after a couple of weeks, I found that it wasn't one hernia I needed to be get rid of, it was three. Triple hernia surgery. So anyway, it was May in June. We, we were preparing to go to the hospital for the surgery. And, and that time, Sandy happened to be doing a course somewhere away in the country. And she was on her way back. And that morning of surgery, after I dropped Jerome to school, I came and just getting my things ready to go to the hospital. And then a phone call comes. And Joel comes in the, in the bedroom and says, Dad, I received a call from my nephew that auntie, something happened to auntie. And that was my oldest sister. We, I just got a message that morning of the surgery that she has passed away while sleeping. So it wasn't just, you know, how, how many times you say it's like a, it comes like a flood or <laughs> it's just not one thing at a time, things just, and, <laughs> and, and that morning, the first instant was that I went, of course, to their place because she fell asleep at home and then and comforted the family and all that. And that from that time, then at one o'clock, I jumped in the car with my little bag because I had to stay overnight in the hospital and went for my surgery, triple surgery, <laughs> that I, I always thought, oh, I never have, you know, a surgery in my life, you know, all those things. And, and then I had to trust God in this, in the midst of the storm, I had to trust God in that very time. And you know, when, 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 when problems come your way, everything stops. The things you like to do and, the, and, and, and your plans, your daily plans, you know, packing the bag with all this, you know, it, it, no matter what you're preparing for, that becomes a disturbance 
But in the midst of the disturbance, we know who God is. Because we can very easily detour somewhere else and, 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 uh, and not be in control of what God wants to do in our lives. In the midst of that, I remember my brothers and you know, the other family members saying, you okay, you're going for surgery, you okay? I said, yeah, I'm okay, God is with me. So that was, a, you know, you, 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 you rise up in the occasion, but it's not you rise up, it's Christ who is within you rises up. Amen? It's God within you that takes, takes on the situations when you come into the situations. I got a quote from a guy called a pastor, actually, Randy Smith. He's, he's from America. He wrote some books, and, and then he went to Jerusalem for a time being, then came back to America, and, and uh, is well-known. And he said this, I need to come to grips that God is a better God than me. That means we have to lift our eyes off ourselves and look at God. Because he's good at all times. Come on, give him praise. He's good. He is sovereign, not I. It's his universe. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He created everything we see and feel and, and benefit. In his universe, and he's permitted to run it according to his wisdom. If it was man's wisdom, it would be chaotic everywhere, mess. But his wisdom, God's wisdom, in his sovereignty, he permits people at times to hurt me. Yet, without excusing their sin, he has a ransom for inflicting pain in my life because he allows. It's my job to trust him as God, allowing that he has my best interest in mind, working all things together for my ultimate good. I tell you what, if, if it's not allowed by God, it won't happen. Hello. But instead of looking at negative, look at what positive will come out. If you can write one note this morning, and if you can write this, it helps me a lot. Whenever you hit something or something that, you know, trials and things like that is the things that you don't expect or you don't like it. As I said in the beginning, how many of you like trials? One thing we write out, always when situations come, be still and know that he is God and look at it. What is God about to do out of this? What good is going to come out of this? Instead of looking at negative and go by our feelings. Always look at God. It's not about me becoming bitter about my trials. It's about him making me better through my trials. Because God is in the business of making people better. My God is in the business of making people better. He wants to bring good results out of your bad situations. And that's the God I believe in. Amen? And I know that we all believe in. So whenever we go through trials, 
know that God is going to reverse it. Amen? Because the foundational truth is God is love. Whenever we go through trials, as I said before, it is a human, and it's a reasonable thing to think that God doesn't love us sometimes. You've been through that? Or what have I done to deserve these things? Gee, I'm the only one standing here, hey? Oh, oh. come on, Stephen. <laughs> Maybe you've gone through a lot of different situations. You know, sometimes there's a loss of someone. Sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a tragic situation or some, you know, somebody you love or sometimes there's, a, there's, there's so many differences of separations and things that take place, destruction. Sometimes, you know, people are locked in. They don't know whether, you know, what's the worth of living, maybe suicidal thoughts and a lot of wrong thoughts and wrong things that, you know, our soul just uh, clumps down and, you know, there's no reasoning coming out of it. But however, in spite of all this, we should all remember that God is love. No matter the biggest of all, the greatest of all, faith, hope, the greatest of all is love. You've seen amazing things, but greatest of is love. Bible says in John 3, 16, that's the first thing I loved when I learned when I became a Christian. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Amen? So whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God loved the world. If he didn't love the world, I wouldn't be here today praising Jesus. Growing up a good Hindu boy. My father was a Hindu priest, but God loved me. So today I can declare Jesus loves me so. Amen. The Bible tells me so. I was singing this morning. He loves us. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace. The first thing that disturbs you is your peace. Things come around our life. Even the thoughts can take away our peace. Not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Some of us may be in a situation now saying, God, when am I going to see the breakthrough? God, when is this peace going to come? But the word of God never lies. Amen. Hear Jeremiah. God is speaking through Jeremiah, he's prophesy, prophesying. And at the moment, very moment, you know, the children of Israel is in Babylon and you know, are then captive. And the time period for the sentencing is about 70 years. So I have good thoughts towards you. My goodness, it's 70 years. Generation will pass. And sometimes we give up on God in a small time period. With God, there's no time. 
in God, we stay in faith. Knowing that. He never lies. Amen? Amen. You may be going through things this morning, as I said. Maybe fiery trials. Very intense struggles. Maybe, maybe things that you're going through you can't control. Maybe your anger. Maybe lust. Whatever it is. There's things that people go through in life. It's a trial that you're going through. But you can overcome it. Because my Jesus died on the cross and rose on the third day. The resurrection power, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead resides within you. So you can rise up from everything that's trying to depress you. Maybe it's infirmity, maybe sickness, maybe reproaches. Maybe you suffered rejection in your past. It could be rejection of faith, somebody you've been believing for. To become, you know, to... to to come to Jesus and you haven't seen it. And he's saying, God, the time is passing. I'm getting younger or I'm getting older, whatever it is, the situation. As I'm getting older, I'm always thinking I'm getting younger. So that's the interpretation of my younger. But anyway, it helps you, that's all right. <laughs> Maybe it's re reproaches. Maybe persecutions. Don't get discouraged. Maybe necessity, maybe things you've been believing for. Distresses, disappointments, maybe deep hurts, tribulations, pressure. How you don't have to look for pressure, this, this pressure comes to you. How many of you go looking for pressure? I'll come and have a talk with you, teach me. Maybe temptations. There's so many temptations there that will detour us, give us a detour from where God wants to take us. Maybe things there that, that can take your peace. But know that. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. Church, we are here for God's purpose, not for our purpose. So often, we try to think, oh, is this going to not work out for me? Whom are you living for? Are we belittling the God that resides within us if you are born again Christian, if God lives with you? Are you belittling that almighty God that resides within you by his spirit? All things are possible, amen. And we're living for his purpose, not for our purpose, but for his purpose. Because God will turn it around for good. How many of you know the story of Joseph in Genesis? Starts from uh, the Genesis 37 and ends in Genesis 50. God showed him a dream. And then it was accomplished. He went through a tough time. Because he was living for God's purpose, there were oppositions and things. His own brother sold him. And, you know, he went through jail and the whole lot, the whole works. And then at the end, he says, in Genesis chapter 50, 
But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Because so often as humans, we look at why, 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 why? And if, if there's too many whys, we'll drift away from where God wants. All we have to say is, God, I'm here. I believe. I stay in faith. God, that you can do a work that you want to do. Amen? Trusting God to bring about his purposes through the suffering. Amen? So that you can avoid from the trap of bitterness and grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we need to go. Our God is not a negative God. He's a positive God. I love that. Every time I think about God, I think about faith in God. I think about positive God. You know, when I'm going through that and I read the word of God and then it just slaps you sort of thing. No, not this way, this way. God is, the word of God brings life. The word of God is spirit. It brings life. Whenever you apply the word of God, you know, when there's a cut, you go to the doctors at home, you got some iodine. In those days, I'm talking about, I haven't been to one. Iodine and bandage it and stop the bleeding and all that. Fix up, heal. The word of God heals. Where there's deadness, there will come life. Amen. That's the word of God. So whatever the devil means for bad, God will turn it around for good. Amen. Amen. So how can we take advantages of these opportunities to mature spiritually? I believe every trial that we go through, God is there to mature us. When we go through the trials, God matures us. Amen. As from the iron ore, as the impurities there in the iron, you know, the gold is, goes through the fiery, it goes through the furnace, through the heat then you see the shining gold. Amen? The gold is in there, hidden there. And God wants to, to draw out of us that, what is there that we can do good for God. Amen? When we go through the trials and do not take it in, in negative. So one of the things is give thanks. Wow, it's hard, isn't it? When you go through tough time and you give thanks, no, you're not thanking yourself and you're not thanking the situation really. You're thanking God that he is in the midst of it. You're thanking God that God is with you. Amen. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul says in chapter 5 verse 18, In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. You thank God. To be thankful rather than to complain takes a constant act of will and a sacrifice of natural desires. Natural. Okay, here I'll explain you what, what it means here is that the will. We've got to have a will to take stand and say yes. If I'm not happy with somebody. Anybody been unhappy with anybody? No, you're all happy. That's good. I got a happy church here of preaching. (laughs) 
we purposely speak to the situation. How do we speak to the situation? Is the will to say, thank you, God, that you are in the midst of all this. Thank you, God, I know that something good is going to come out of it. And that comes also from your spirit when you make the decision. Will is a decision that you make. People make will. <laughs> they make the decision, what they're going to do. Amen? It's a decision. So all things, we must say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for the life that you've given me. God, I thank you. See, we must appreciate what God has given us. We come from the point of appreciation. I may not have everything my neighbor has. I may not have everything my other family members have. But I have Jesus, and I thank you, Jesus, for that. See, coming back to Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. See, we come from an attitude of thanksgiving. God, I thank you. I thank you, God. Job said, um, Job said, naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bible says, Job was a righteous man, and the devil approached testing of Job. Okay, you can test him, God said, but don't take his life. Because God is in control anyway. <laughs> Job lost his houses, his riches, his cattle, and even his own children, yet he still chose to praise God for his goodness. Job recognized that everything he had in life came from the hand of the Lord. If God chose to take it away from him, then who was he to complain? He understood that. Beyond the physical loss, Job endured. He had to deal with accusatory friends, even his family members, his wife who told, just curse God and die. That's hard. You, you, sometimes you, you, know, you, 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 you caught, what do you call it, the hard rock? <laughs> yeah, you can't, you know, you got everything against you. But understand that you and God makes the difference. Makes the majority. You and God makes the majority. And Job maintained his trust in the faithfulness of God. Friends, there's so many things will come. It doesn't mean we thank God for the evil. It means that we're thanking God for the benefits. Benefits he intends for us. When he allows things to happen. Today I believe that, uh, that we can think like what God thinks. God wants the best for his children. He'll never allow, Corinthians talks about. He never will allow anything that you can't handle. And that is dependent on if, if, if our eyes and our faith is, is on Jesus. He would not allow that we rejoice. Secondly is rejoice. 
Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always again. And I say rejoice. My goodness, you're locked up in a jail. And you're saying rejoice. That's a pretty crazy thing if you look in Australian terms. Pretty crazy. Come on, mate. That's not on. Locked up in a jail and saying rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Especially when Paul was on his, uh, uh, on his second missionary trip. That's easy to get discouraged. When we step out for Jesus, you got hit once. You get hit in the second go. Hit once, maybe encouragement. So you step out second time, you got hit. Maybe that's enough for a lot of people to just bounce off and say, that's enough for me. But Paul says, on his second missionary trip, he'd get thrown in the jail. And he's saying rejoice. He's encouraging the churches. He wrote about four books out of it. Come on, what it takes for us to lock where to get something going with God. <laughs> See, Paul made use of every situation. God will make use of every situation that comes your way. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Trust in him. Amen. Trust in God. Lean on your own, not on your own understanding. Because there's benefits. When, we, when we're working with God, we gain more intimate relationship with Jesus. And when we, when we have intimate relationship with Jesus... It exceeds the value of gaining more possessions. Other things really doesn't really matter much. Because we know that God will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. So if I have my eyes on Jesus in the relationship with Jesus, I continuously seek him, God will take care of other things. I trust people in different things. You jump on an airplane and, and you know the pilot going to take you to the right destination. How much trust we need to have on Jesus? Come on, give Jesus a praise this morning. Yeah. Give him a praise. Hallelujah. Going through trials. The benefits is we develop a stronger character. You know, building a stronger character is more important than having our own way. Building a stronger character is more important than having our own way. Because we all have our own way of thinking. But what I'm trying to say is we have to bring our thinking aligned with God. What God is saying in this. We had some, some big decisions to make sometimes. And we have to come back to God. What's the word of God saying? It makes it easy then. When you agree with something, it makes it easy. And when you agree with Almighty God, what he's saying, oh, I can sleep well. Because it makes it easy. You have that peace. Developing character. Demonstrating self-control is more heroic than dominating your competitors. Self-control. If my neighbor bought a Mercedes-Benz, I don't have to go and buy a Mercedes-Benz. 
<laughs> but in trials, I'm talking about here. Yeah, let's get back to trials. Otherwise, you all think about cars now. No cars. Bring everything back here. I drive a Hyundai. Eternal. <laughs> it's a good car. My wife laughing, saying, you're getting yourself more in. Anyway. Okay. Eternal treasures are more valuable than earthly riches. We must keep our eyes on heaven. Amen? There's so many things will come to deceive us. Next one is believe and act on the word of God. Act on the word of God. When you're going through trials, act, believe. First, believe. Believe. Our first thing is on the front there. Believe. Believe, then connect, save, multiply. But believe is the first thing. Believe and act on the word of God. A lot of us can say, well, we believe. But, but we really prove ourselves whether we believe when we hit something. Because that's where the word of God got to come in action. Action. Believing and acting on the word of God. When Jesus was tested, he said, it quoted in from Deuteronomy 8.3, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Amen? Amen. We can engage in the spiritual warfare by proclaiming the truth. Amen? When we face temptations and tests, we can proclaim that. What is coming out of you? The only thing will come, it will come out of you what you believe, what's inside of you. Amen? Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful. Church, it is powerful. It's living. The word of God is not dead. It's there for you to use it. And sharper than two edges short, piercing through the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. And is a discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. It separates it. The word of God. Done. This is how, this is it, this is it. This belongs to God and this is not of God. The word will come and separate it. We are human beings. We are a spirit. We've got a soul living in a body. So there's three things. And our soul is composed of mind, will, and emotions. And the spirit is renewed. Our spirit is renewed. When we're born again, our spirit is renewed. But the transformation takes our mind, <laughs> our emotions, our will. We like to do this, not this way, not God's way, this But transformation takes time, sometimes takes years. But our spirit is renewed. We are the children of God. Hallelujah. Be happy about that. We are the children of God. Spirit is renewed. The word of God comes to separate. So to protect. See, our spirit is that should be leading our life. If spirit, we feed our spirit continuously with the word of God, prayer, fellowship. We keep feeding our spirit. We'll keep our mind in line with God is saying. Amen? In our emotions. So, so when things happen, we see what God wants to say, 
instead of be reactive straight away and everything can go out of the wrong way. Emotions can take us far off. Okay. Also, be humble. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Psalm 50, 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee. Thou shalt glorify me. When you call upon God, every testimony of yours is there to glorify Jesus. Even though you are champions for Jesus, but the glorify Jesus. So Jesus be glorified. God be glorified in every breakthrough of your life. Amen? Amen. Overcome evil with good. Matthew 5.44. Jesus says, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Think about your enemy right now and love them. That's what he's saying. <laughs> love your enemies. If not, then God has to do something, some more work in our life to get to there. Amen. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Oh, do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who despitely use you and persecute you. Because prayer, you know, the consequence, the consequence of their actions against you, you leave it in God's hand. I surrender. Amen. Every thought, everything we have, we surrender to God. And God will take care of it. It's not there for us to fight in flesh and blood. But we need to take it in the spirit. Pray. So God can do his work. Break the thing in the atmosphere. Because you have that power. You're not, everybody has that within them. Because the spirit of God dwells in you. Don't belittle yourself. Look above. Look above. Amen. Let's look at it. We can have play a little bit of music. That'll be great. Yep. If you react to a person who offends you and become bitter towards him, you actually put yourself in an emotional prison. Bitterness will control your thought life, your emotions, your free time, and your health. How many of you want to live in freedom? Everybody wants to live in freedom. We're looking for freedom. When we go to certain age, we say we're going we're gonna to retire. We go in retirement. And if we carry all the baggage, you'll never retire. Because you're tormenting your own life and, you, and you're on your own. Because you will not live in peace. What's the point of retiring and not living in peace? So we cannot afford to carry our baggage. When, when Stephen was persecuted, he released it. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin on their charge. And when the Lord, when he said this, he fell asleep. When Jesus was persecuted, Jesus said, Jesus said in Luke 23, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Today, as we embrace that, that God is a reversal God. He will reverse all the bad things that come, the trials that come. If we stand strong in God, if we stay God and keep praising God. You know, David, when his son died, 
King David, when his young son died, the son he had with Bathsheba died, David just, you know, washed himself off ashes and went in the house of God and started praising God. We cannot hold back. We cannot hold on grudges even against God or each other. We need to stand strong in this very time. And that will help us build our godly character. That our weaknesses, we know that God is our strength. In your weakness, God is your strong. When I'm weak, 2 Corinthians says, Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Why? Because of Christ's sake. Amen. I'm strong. Continuously fellowship with God. And don't forget that no matter what happens, we always choose to reign with Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, all stand up now. We'll worship God. also live with him. If we suffer, we also reign with him. You and I are a new person. We no longer where we live it, where we were. But now we live with Christ. Amen. We are temporary residents or you could say citizens of Australia, but our permanent residence, forever residence is in heaven. We're just passing by. So don't let the things of this world hold you back from where God wants you to go. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Whoa. morning God has been speaking to you we're all in the same boat serving the same God and this morning God is probably tapping into your spirit and saying this morning let go let go and let God amen we need to get God involved in this maybe some of us we need to spend more time with him intimate relationship with God some of us, fellowship. Maybe you have to read some testimonies of faith testimonies where God has come breakthrough for people's lives. Some of you believing for things, keep believing. Because God hasn't finished with you. This morning, if you, if you have never given your life to Jesus, you only walk in the supernatural with the supernatural strength of God when you have that relationship with supernatural God. You have relationship with Father through Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never said yes to Jesus, would you open your heart to Jesus this morning and make Him your Lord and Savior? Is anybody here this morning? 
who've never said, Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. You have opportunity to say yes to Jesus. And if you need prayer for any reason this morning, you can come in the front. We'll pray with you as we worship God as we come. Thank you. Come on, give Jesus a praise.